Dude, long time no see. Man, but you know, it's, sometimes it's, it's, you know, the, the good thing about things that, you know, relationships and friendships like this is, you know, you don't need to be like in each other's face 24 seven, 365 for the connection. You know, the connection doesn't die, you know, like I, I keep telling people that shit, you know? Well, yeah. And I feel like with the, with the social media, the way it is, I feel like I, I know what you're up to. Yeah. Yeah. Vice versa, vice versa. That's how it goes, you know? And you you don't need you know look i'm low maintenance man i don't need you know i have i don't know I'm, i ramble a lot anyway uh-huh. um i'm low maintenance man i don't need to be checked on a lot yeah. you know you know i left my house i left my mom's house at 17 you know in trinidad yeah. and came to the u.s and you know but it doesn't always work the other way around some people require to be checked in on a lot you know and and yeah some know. people are needy Right? Yeah, 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 and and but as an adult, I'm I'm learning. I'm still learning to uh, navigate that. All right, dude. Everybody's not like you, so you gotta like invest a little mm-hmm. more time into mm-hmm. this friendship or into this relationship. But you know, I at the end of the day, I try to let people know that, yo, dude, I love you to death, man. It's just I'm wired a certain way, and I'm really working hard to not be the as maillard as I can be sometimes. You know, right. But, but it's good. Uh, it's like just be just because you're not checking in doesn't mean you're like not thinking about people, yeah, and it doesn't yeah, mean yeah, that you yeah, don't yeah. want to like get a message here and there. Yeah, yeah, like correct, correct. Yeah, correct. you're just like you you've got your brain moving in a lot of different directions, <laughs> so you're like I can't be like doing that and holding space for everybody that yeah, needs to like man, it's a get lot. like a, get a digital hug. <laughs> correct, correct. Right? Well said, well said, well said. I'm so happy we made this work because I was worried for a little bit that you were you were really busy and we weren't gonna be able to like pull this off. No, this was like the minute you told me, I was like, "Oh fuck yeah, I, I'm I'm in, I'm in, I'm in." Yeah. And then, um, and then, and then, and then it was like a, a nice little uh, progression too, because we had Matt Bernstein, and I got Keith Wittenstein. Yeah, Keith hit me up. Keith hit me up. I was like, "Yo, I just did Kyle's uh, joint." I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, I gotta get back to Kyle on that." And da-da. yeah, you know. <laughs> so it's very fitting. I mean, just for anybody who and who who's listening or or will listen, you know. Maylard and I were in the coaching program at CrossFit Virtuosity at the same time. He was in it well before me, much more experience in CrossFit than I ever had. Um, but at the time when I joined, it was kind of like, you know, the, the revamping of this coaching program. At the time, Matt Bernstein was, was coaching um, at Virtuosity. Keith had, had just moved on to his next phase. And, you know, you were like a, uh, an OG member <laughs> of that gym, but also an OG like assistant coach at the gym. And I came walking in the door having just been like working with Matt on gymnastics. I remember, skills. I remember very yeah. distinctly that period of time in my life. It, I'll never, I'll never forget that window of time at Virtuosity, man. Never. It was, yeah. a, it was a really cool, interesting time, but specifically like for, for me personally, getting to yeah, walk yeah. into that group because I had, I had never even done CrossFit before. <laughs> the first time I did CrossFit was like the very first coaching program meeting. <laughs> and I think everybody was almost like, what the hell is this guy doing here? <laughs> um, but I remember when you and I met and I remember being like, oh, this guy really knows what's happening here. Because I remember in the coaching program, some people were like hobbyists. Some people were just passionate about CrossFit and just wanted to be closer to the community. But then there were people like you who were like, like I'm doing this because yeah. I want this to be my life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, man, 
I mean, if I put myself back in that space mentally and emotionally back then, um, I was pretty much at my, 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 I was at the end of my rope with, with working for corporate, man. What were you doing at the time? I was doing, I was in the pharmaceutical industry. I was doing pharma sales. Mm -hmm. I was doing really good, but it just was so taxing, man. I, um, you know, the, 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 the better I did, the harder the shit came, in, in my opinion. You know, the, 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 you know oh, we're going to give you this promotion. I'm like, oh, cool. I get the promotion, and then suddenly it's like, well, you know, every Monday was just always the same thing. Like, yo, we need these numbers. Like, yo, what happened to the numbers last week? I thought I knocked that shit out of the park. You know, it's like last week didn't care. Last week didn't count, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and then, you know, it's, along the lines of trying to navigate a corporate system where – I'm like, all right, maybe I think I think I want to explore something in marketing versus the sales side. And I know I'm decent at the sales, but I want to explore marketing. And uh, you know, you just get kind of pigeonholed, and you know, it's just I just realized, you know what, this isn't for me. I don't do well with people navigating my future. Right. <laughs> you know, um, and so that's no, it, there's so no. Go ahead, Sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, finish. There's, and that's no offense to anyone, to people, you know, I'm just now, like I said, we were talking about being wired. I'm just not wired to like follow too many rules sometimes, you know, and follow too many people telling me what to do, you know? Yeah, I mean, like you're, you, you don't want to subscribe. You're, you're more of like a, like a heretic, right? You're yeah. Like, yeah, you're like, I want to, I want to, I want to make some rules or I want to bend the rules or play around. Them. Yeah. 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 You know, and, and in corporate, it seems only a certain, certain, certain elite few are able to, to, to do that, you know? And, yeah. um, and what, what's, what's required to get to that level. I just, I was, you know, I was like, no, nah, I'm tapping out. So I knew, you know, and for a while I'd been looking into, well, what am I going to do next? You know, I'd, I'd always had a job all my life. Um, had you, through, when you, when you came here from Trinidad, mm-hmm. did you move to New York directly or was there somewhere yeah. else? So you no, came I came to New York. New York. Yeah. Yeah. I came to New York. I'd always been, we'd, uh, my brother and I had always visited New York, uh, Brooklyn specifically. Mm-hmm. And dude, I thought everywhere in the U S was like Brooklyn, New York, man. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, and this is like, you know, 12 years old, you visit, uh-huh. I think you 15 years old, you visit. And I'm like, Oh shit, I love it there. It's cool. Everybody, you know, it, it's bigger, but yeah. And they're, they're more, uh, you know, more Caribbean people and people from all over the world and blah, blah, blah. I thought everywhere was like New York, man. And then I got down to Georgia. I went to college uh, at Morehouse College in Atlanta, mm-hmm. Georgia. Wow. Well, I mean, that's a big change. Man, that was such a culture shock for me. Like I had a, my first year was hard for me, my mm-hmm. freshman year, because I had to adjust. What was that Just, like? Man, you know, I'm, I'm talking like, you know, people didn't know what trend I was, you know, right. people didn't understand. People asked me if I spoke English, if I was speaking English, you know, and, 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 right. and you know, and no one understood my accent. No one understood, you know, I hung out with some Jamaican kids, some Trini kids, mm-hmm. only the, only the dudes from like New York, Miami, maybe even DC would, you know, Jersey would, mm-hmm. would, would be like, Oh shit. Yeah. You're like, you yeah. I grew up with some Trini guys next door to me. Oh, my, my ex-girlfriend's Trinidadian or whatever the case might be. Right. And, uh, but everywhere else, everyone from everywhere else, it was, uh, you know, they were just like, Oh shit, you got three heads, dude. You know, like, right. 
<laughs> right, right. They're like, like, who are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then vice versa as well. Like the culture is totally different down there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, did you grow? Did you grow to enjoy it, or did you always feel like, ah, this isn't my my place? I'll be honest with you. I never thought it was my place, man. I, mm-hmm. uh, I, I started dating, started dating someone. She was from New York. She mm-hmm. was going to Spelman, which is like a school. This the not a legit sister school, but our. It's just, you know, we call our sister school. They're across the street. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I started dating this this young lady and she was from New York. And, you know, and then she, after sophomore year, she moved back to New York, started going to Brooklyn College. So then I started doing like bits and pieces of a long distance thing at times. But I always, it was always like the minute my last exam was done, I was on the plane back to, to, to New York, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, New York has always been... Brooklyn, New York has always been my home after Trinidad, after mm-hmm. Trinidad, for sure. So how many years have you been in Brooklyn now? Mm, man, my story is very convoluted, man. I got mm-hmm. here in 97, mm-hmm. uh, hung out for like a year, then went down to Atlanta in 98, using school till 2003, and then back to New York. And then I left New York in 2010, 2009. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For a couple of years, I was in the UK and, and hopped around a bit doing my MBA and then back to back to uh, New York. I, you, I, my, my intent was to end up somewhere really, really fucking far uh-huh. when I did my uh, my MBA and I ended up right back in New York, dude. Um, so you did the MBA in New York? No, in London. Oh, okay. That's a yeah. cool town. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's also very New York. Yeah, well, it, I was trying to... You know, I had, you know, my company at the time was like, dude, you know, you can go to school right here at NYU or wherever and and we'll pay and blah, blah, blah. And you could do it part time. And I genuinely did not go to business school to get an MBA. I got I went to business school to get the fuck away from from, you know, I feel like New York infects you. Yeah. Um, You know, and I feel once you once you're bitten by the New York bug. Yeah, it's it can be hard to uh, pull yourself away. Um, Dude, I can relate to that so much. I moved to New York in 2005 and I hadn't left at all until this whole thing happened. I wasn't planning on leaving. And then being forced out of like our apartment in Brooklyn, forced Mm -hmm. to close the doors Mm -hmm. at the business and everything. And then being here in like Northern Westchester, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to go back to New York again, at least for a long time. Because I'm like, oh, like I was forced out. I had to Mm -hmm. like make mm-hmm. that change and you're right though because when you're in the new york thing like you forget that there's much f- else out there yeah that you forget about regular life man <laughs> yeah you'll be you're in such a such a mode and you're so programmed mm-hmm. um so yeah I, I my plan was to like get out of new york and not come back mm-hmm. and um anyway i ended up and i was over there for a while and then long story short ended up back in fucking new york and mm-hmm. um and then i went back to corporate um and then stayed there for a while and then i did not too long after you know coming back maybe two three years after it was on a 2014 so if i was gone nine ten ten eleven something like that ten eleven got back in 12 so yeah it was just like two years i remained in corporate after that and those two years were just me like shit i gotta get out shit i gotta yeah. get out shit i gotta get out you know yeah. how did i end how did i end right back up in this shit like after ditching it you know two years ago and, well, let's uh, uh, let's talk about how you got out because I think that there are a lot of people who felt uh, who feel that 
on a regular basis. They're like, ah, how do I get out of this? How do I get out of this? And like, you kind of did the thing that a lot of people I think dream of where they're like, they're in a corporate thing. And then yeah. they're like, you left and you started your own business that, and it was around something you were passionate about. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's the, the, the dream. Like when you watch Shark Tank, the story that people always <laughs> love is like the person who was like working for, you know, whatever, Morgan Stanley. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. like, oh, and then I just realized I wanted to make my mom's like ketchup Cakes. recipe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So when did you start doing CrossFit? How, how did that world open yeah, up to you? I started doing CrossFit. I went to, man, I was, I tell the story a lot. I was driving through driving through Guanas one one Saturday and these ladies were flipping on the sidewalk flipping a tire mm -hmm. and it was like you know one of the huge tires and um so I drove all the way back around I wind the window down I was like yo what are y'all doing <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know this was before Reebok and before right are you like, in like 2010 you know you're like where where are you guys moving to yeah you know, and what what is that tire. Yeah. You, you know you can roll it versus like flipping it you know yeah and um Anyway, like we're doing CrossFit. I was like, all right. And um, so I went home and I Googled it and it popped up. And they were, at the time there was South Brooklyn and that's what I had seen. South Brooklyn, mm -hmm. probably a class was going on or something. Mm -hmm. And then Virtuosity down in, uh, in, in Williamsburg. Mm -hmm. And they were, I was in Crown Heights and they're kind of equidistant. Mm -hmm. um, I'm over here. Uh, David's spot is like straight line across. Mm -hmm. east and then uh virtuosity was like a straight straight line north mm -hmm. or whatever from where i lived and it was only because i i read up i read up on this keith guy you know mm -hmm. and i was like oh shit i don't know what this shit is but this guy seems to know everything about it so i'll mm -hmm. probably that's where i'm gonna go mm -hmm. and that's how I, I took my free intro class with elizabeth had you done any sort of training or anything yeah i was always a gym rat man i'd always been um I was a comp I played competitive tennis growing up. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. I was wow. pretty good. That's yeah. a really <laughs> amazing sport too. Talk yeah. about like a demanding sport from yeah, just like a yeah. movement perspective mm -hmm, in terms mm -hmm, of like footwork, mm -hmm. coordination, rhythm, timing. I mean, that yeah. is a really dynamic sport. That's my first love actually and with anything fitness, health, wellness, tennis. And uh, anyway, I got to college. And I stopped playing. I didn't pick up the racket my entire four years in college. And uh, I just focused on the books. Mm -hmm. And then graduated, came back to New York, and I started playing. I played in the summer in the courts, Fort Greene. There's some courts down, all the way down Eastern Parkway, Prospect mm -hmm. Park. But then I would just get into this cycle of, I would get into the cycle of like getting really good, back, you know, getting back up to like a three and a half, four, and then it would get cold. You know, mm -hmm. and then the indoor courts were expensive, you mm -hmm. know, and I just, so I would not play all winter mm -hmm. and then back again in the spring and I'd be back. I'll be like a shitty 1.5, 2.0 player. What did, what did that, what does that mean? What so it's like, it's like, it, it, it's like the, the, the rank is like one to five. So like five is like fucking Federer or some shit. Okay. You know, um, if you're a decent player, it's like a three. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of where you were at. Me, I would always get back to like a three and a half. That's pretty, and, I mean, to me, that sounds good on a scale of yeah, one to five. If, if I was able to play a year through, yeah. I probably would have gotten my childhood level back, which was, yeah. I was like a four as a kid. Wow. Um, but it just would never happen because it would get cold and, you know, I'd yeah. stop playing. And anyway, I'd always had a gym membership, dude. I always had a gym, you know, always worked out. And then I started doing this stuff in the park. Um, 
So I would go to either Prospect or Fort Greene, whether, no matter the weather, I go to the park. So I go to the gym, lift weights, and I go to the park and jog. Or I do like the stairs and stuff in Fort Greene. Yeah. And, um, well, it helps that you had like a legitimate athletic background. So like you had yeah. something to kind of draw on from being like yeah, yeah, going yeah, yeah. through just like coaching and stuff with, um, with exactly, a team with or, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And so, man, and so it started with, it started with like my, my, uh, so my, she's my ex-wife now, but this is the same young lady that I married fresh out of, that I married fresh out of college. Uh-huh. And, um, she was like, yo, can you take me to the park? You know, like you, you stay doing this thing and I'm putting on a little bit of weight. Can you take me? I was like, sure. So tag along. And then it went from her to like, yo, my friend wants to come because she sees that the results that I'm getting with you. So can my, my friend come and, all right, come along. And then before, you know, it kind of steamrolled into that. And before you knew it, I had like four or five people I worked with in the park and mm-hmm. just for free, like never charged anybody. Just, right. um, and, you, and you hadn't started doing CrossFit yet. No, I hadn't been doing CrossFit then. Right. So you're and, just kind of like on the side, like doing some like informal group fitness. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. In the park. And, and a lot of, you know, my mom was like, you know, why you don't do that into, a, and I just couldn't see the business model. I couldn't see the business model. I was <laughs> thinking, I just kept thinking, I don't know. I just kept thinking global gym, you know, I, and then I just was like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then, then CrossFit popped in. So I took the free intro class mm-hmm. one Saturday with Elizabeth and that's all it took. You know, I was just like, oh shit, this is it. This is yeah. it. You know, yeah. um, in terms of what I was, what I had, the, the the level of fun I experienced playing tennis and the competitiveness of playing mm-hmm. tennis and and, 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 nah, boy, chill. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was it. I signed up like the Monday and that was it. I had never left virtuosity from that day. And, um, and, how, and what year was that? Was that like 2010? Had to be like 11, I think. Mm-hmm. 11, 12, 15, 14. Yeah. Like 10 or 11. I got to go back. I think I had found the email one time I'd sent to Sam like way back when. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, I was like, oh shit, this is it. Um, this is the feeling that I, that, that this is it. And mm-hmm. it just didn't, it wasn't random. It wasn't, you know, you know, people, I like systems, you know, I like systems. Mm-hmm. I like, uh, as much as I said, I don't like rules. I like systems. I like guidelines. I like, because that's the only way I'm going to know that I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Am I doing this right? You right. know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just right up my alley. That's just how I'm, I'm, I'm wired. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah. I, and then I started going across the gym. I'd always had two uh, gym memberships up until that point. I mm-hmm. had the YMCA membership that I would use. It was just like, cause I've been at the Y for so long. It was damn near free. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would get, I would do like either crunch. I mm-hmm. go to crunch classes. I'll go to or Bally's was around at the time. I go to Bally's. You know, oh man, I remember Bally's. That place is gone now. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. New York Sports Club. I'd hop around, take classes, pay drop-ins and stuff like that. And the minute I started crossing, well, number one, just the intensity alone would not allow me to do. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and then two, I just was. It started over. I was like, all right, I'll do this three times a week, and I'll go jog the mm-hmm. other day and whatever, whatever. And then I quickly realized, you know what, this is so all encompassing that I don't need, I don't need a second. Uh, for me, it filled, it filled the void. It, I didn't need a second gym membership. Mm-hmm. So when I got rid of my YMCA 
uh, membership. That was actually like a huge turning point for me. That was like shit because I looked at the card and the card was so old and mm-hmm. the picture and everything. And I think I still have it somewhere. And um, and that was kind of the changing of the guard when I walked away from the YMCA and signed up. At, right, you were like finally like making space yeah. for, the, for something else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, so then, uh, what, what, yeah, so then, it. so then, when did you connect the dots and you were like, oh? this thing I've been doing in the park with some friends and colleagues and this thing that I'm doing that like, I love, when did you be like, Oh, I should do this. It came, it came a long time after I didn't click for a while. Uh I think I was so, uh, I went through the shiny object phase. And I, I mean, I guess I'm still in the phase because else I wouldn't have opened up my own cross, but I'm, I, was in, I was in a shiny object phase for so long. I was so enamored with this fucking thing mm-hmm. um, that I just enjoy. I really enjoyed it for a long time. That's great. So yeah. you just got to be like a student of the game, like exactly, a passionate exactly, student exactly, for a long time. Exactly, for a very long time. Right, and, and you, like, because the problem is now, I feel like, and you would know better than I do, but from my observation, and mm. even when I had to take like the CrossFit level one or whatever in 2014 or whenever I took it, there were people there who were not like, I fucking love this. Yeah. There who were like, I'm here because I want to make money and open a business. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. two different things. You know Correct. what I mean? It, like it wasn't like it was their passion. They just saw, oh, this thing has dollar signs next yeah. to it. Yeah, I so, definitely didn't. That's not how I approached it at all. And, um, well, then I, I, I assume that that plays a big role in like why you have the following you have and like why your students stay with you for so long and like, you know, man. and why you continue to have the passion for it. Yeah, I guess so. You know, it's weird. I, I look back, somebody asked me recently, uh, what does Dean mean to me? Mm-hmm. And um, it's a, the new entity, Dean CrossFit. And I said it meant uh, redemption. Mm-hmm. you know and then like what do you mean redemption and i was like well i feel like i look back on the last what six and a half years mm-hmm. and uh yeah i look back in the last six and a half years and i just see all the fails man mm-hmm. you know i see all the mistakes from a business side aspect from all the mistakes from like co- you know not so much coaching because i feel like i'm ever evolving with that and, and just as long as you remain like you said a student mm-hmm. of the game but you know yeah, so many mistakes, man. And, and what it cost me as well, it cost me mm-hmm. a lot, not just financially, but, you know, a lot of things that I didn't take into uh, account, like personal life and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I look back and I'm like, shit, I got to, if I can, this is like my second chance. Mm-hmm. I was like, I got to redeem myself. I got I to gotta, like this, this, this new birth, this new rebirth has to, I have to redeem myself, you know? Um, I mean, that's, I mean, people say, you know, like, you know, that's really the, the, the great thing about somewhere like the United States is this, uh, this ability for us to, to try and fail at things and then yeah. try again. You know, yeah. you know, I was reading somewhere, I forget who I was reading, but it was just the idea that we should be celebrating the small businesses more because they're taking the risks, right? Yeah. And the small businesses are the ones who are going to try and fail and try and fail mm-hmm. and try and fail. Mm-hmm. But with each try attempt and failure, like you get closer to yeah. that better thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, 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 uh, dude, it's perverse, man. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 uh, if you're not cut out for this shit, if you know, you, you, there's a type, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're a type. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, it's weird. It's, you know, I, I say perverse, meaning like you gotta be willing to take a lot of beating, man, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah. And just keep, 
keep uh keep going you know and yeah. um and, and just wake up the next day mm. and be like all right well i just mm. got my ass whooped with that but mm. you know what mm. hold on i don't know what this dog is doing hold on that's all right that's all right <laughs> yeah sorry that's all right um yeah so you, you know you you got to be able to to it's it's so non-ego based mm-hmm. so non-ego based because the minute you allow your ego to, to be to be uh to be involved you fucking walk away after day two yeah you know you'll walk away after day two because this shit is humbling i mean at mm-hmm. least my experience has been really humbling you know well, it's, all, it's also like you know it's it's more artistic right this is a more of a creative endeavor when you're not in the like a, some sort of corporate system when you're a small business owner i think for the most part like you know you're you're an artist right you're trying to you're trying to create something you're creative. It's and funny you, that you, know, you said that. You're a problem that. solver. I mean, that's what it is. I think people often get caught up on like what an artist is, you know, some sort of like, like it always has to be a Picasso, but you're like, no, anyone who's creating something, it's artistry. It's an artist. Yeah. yeah I, so I building never, a business like that, that is artistry. Dude, I never thought of it. That Someone only revealed mm-hmm. that to me. You know, someone says, dude, well, we need to be doing something, something. It was like some social media project or whatever. And, or, or, you know, they were theorizing something. This is recently, like two weeks ago. And I'm like, and I said to her, I was like, look, if I can't, I was like, I can't just fake it. I was like, I can't just, I, I was like, I have to, it has to be like a seed that this, this planted, you know, emotionally or whatever. And then mm-hmm. I have to stew on it. And then I stew on it. And then, and then I can, and then, then if it, if, if it, can, if it, if it sinks, then, then yeah, then, all right, then I'll have some ideas around it or whatever. Yeah. And then progress can be made. But if, if, if it doesn't catch and it doesn't sink, I can't force it, you know? And she said to me, she's like, yo, you swear you're not creative. She's like, but you just said the most creative fucking thing ever I've ever heard. She's like, you're, you don't, you know, and I've never called myself a creative, you know, Mm -hmm. I've always referred to myself as an analytic Mm -hmm. and um, a huge part of me is super and over analytic, but over the recently I've been hearing, you know, and somebody, a couple of people have mentioned that to me, like, yo, you do realize what you're doing is creating, right? You're a cre- you're a creative. And I've fought, I've actually not, not fought it, but I'm like, eh, but this year I'm, I've been grasping grass. I've been holding on to it more, you know, you, yeah, you, yeah. very, very valid what you just said. For sure. I mean, it's totally artistry. I, I, and I mean, that's the thing that should be admired about, uh, small businesses and, and these types of things because the artists are the ones taking the risks, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So like you're a risk taker, you're a problem solver, artists, like to me, they all end up being the same thing, you know, a Correct. creative. Correct. So then you're at virtuosity. How did you, then when was the, like the thing when were you like, I should, I, I should do this. It was when uh, a couple of people left when and I started talking with the, I woke up one day, literally I was like, Oh shit, wait a minute. I've been here for like two, three years and I've been paying my dues religiously because I saw the value in it and, 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 and loved it. I never complained about the price mm-hmm. and, and it was, it was a, you know, it was a heavy price for me, but I was like, yo, this shit is totally worth it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I woke up and I, and I was like, wait a minute, this, you know, these, these people are making a living, you know, mm-hmm. and um, maybe I could do that. And I started like the idea started vaguely forming in my head. And then 
Were you still uh, doing your your workouts in the park with with uh, uh, friends? And I, stuff? I was trying. It, it would it would there would be a season for it. You yeah. know, yeah. the minute it got, started getting warm, people start hitting me up again. Yeah, and um, I, I never charged like yeah. on, you know over the years, and you know people hit me up. Like I actually have two or three people that are at my gym who were like part of that part really? of that original crew of yeah of in the park. And you started integrating like CrossFit workouts into what you were doing in the park? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I started, you know, what I would learn, I would start throwing it out. Uh, not too much. Um, Cause it was all body weight, a lot of body weight stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, um, yeah, not too much, not too much. You know, I, you know, we were just working with some stairs and, you know, you know, but all body weight. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, when Jay left and opened Gantry mm-hmm. is when I'm not, I can't remember if it was Jay did it first or Mario did it first. Mario dipped to uh, Puerto Rico. Okay. And that's when Jay did it first. And I was like, oh shit. I think that was like my, my first, oh snap. This is, you can actually, you know, pivot from one career and do that. Cause Jay was, was coaching you know and jay was senior to me or whatever and and then mario did it oh mario's planning to do it and i was like oh fuck and so these guys both of them were coaching at virtuosity yeah 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 Mm -hmm. so they Um, were coaching under virtuosity and they went off and they were like i'm gonna go open my own thing mm -hmm. you saw them have just even just some success in the beginning it wasn't even about it was just the fact that they did it the fact that they did it yeah Mm -hmm. the fact that they did it was that's when i was like shit and I come from a family of, of business owners in the Caribbean and here in New York as well. And, um, you know, I remember telling my mom and she was like, I was waiting for the day you would just tell me that or whatever. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, number one, she's like, you come from a family of people that don't work, that work for themselves, you mm-hmm. know, and you've been doing this thing that you're trying to integrate yourself into this corporate thing. She says, I just wanted, I was just waiting on the time when this would come, when you would figure out what you wanted to do on your own and what yeah. you would do. Yeah. And then, um, and she was like, and then she, she also said, and I also knew that it would be something fitness related. Yeah. It was like I, I, you may not have seen it, but I saw it like years ago and, uh, yeah. So then, was, so then you joined the coaching program. So I, so I had, I was in the coaching program, you know, I was doing it cause I'd, I'd loved, you know, the community aspect of, of. I mean, I fucking worshipped all the coaches. I, 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 you know, the community was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I went from, I'm a, I'm a loner, all right? Mm-hmm. And I went from being, and I'm fine being a loner, mm-hmm. you know? But I went from the CrossFit community, virtuosity. It enabled me to have friends as an adult. Mm. That's going to sound weird. No, but, no, no. I, t- I think a lot of people can relate to yeah. that. I think having friends as an adult or making new friends as an adult yeah, new friends is a as very adult. hard thing to do. And I think more people want it than are willing to admit it. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like my wife and I talk about all the time. We're like, Oh, like we, we need some like more friends. Like, you know, we need to like connect <laughs> with more people, like whatever it is. But I think a lot of people feel that because like in college and in, in high school or whatever, you just feel like you have this like infinite amount of time to just like mm-hmm. hang out, you know, mm-hmm. where you just like, sit on a couch next to somebody or like just stand in the same room and like don't yeah, even talk yeah, to yeah. each other. You're yeah. just like in the same room. And like suddenly like the days become shorter when you become an adult and that stuff goes away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. And that's, it, it, and that's uh chill out. And that's when, um, so I, I don't think I looked at it as, 
a pot of gold. I never, I never did, yeah. but I did look at it as uh, some something to, uh, to something to make an honest living at mm-hmm. that I would enjoy mm-hmm. and wouldn't mind putting like my blood, sweat, and tears into. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, and three, um, just the you know if I could create a community that that what what it gave me if I could recreate that. Mm-hmm. then it would then that's all you really you know that then then the, the finances will come like you know i i, I well i, rem- I remember we, like like when i arrived it was probably very soon after that you left mm. um and you started opening your own thing i just kind of remember being there and like i'm just like so new and there's like these rumblings about like oh maylar's gonna go open his own thing like, yeah. this and that like whatever i'm like oh that's cool what's crossfit again <laughs> um, but then uh um you did it and I remember kind of observing from the from afar, and you started with a really humble little space, yeah, a little tiny garage, and I thought I really respected that to start because you're like I'm gonna basically take the the bite out of the meal that I know I can finish, yeah, yeah. And you also led from the front, like you yeah. didn't just preach and you know stand like you know up from your balcony telling people what to do from where i was watching i was yeah, like yeah no this person's actually doing the thing yeah. this person is doing crossfit this person's competing in powerlifting. you know what i mean like this person is like a student of olympic weightlifting like this person is actually doing it because yeah i'm sure you know people too who are coaches but yeah they don't they're 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 like they're like kings yeah figureheads yeah yeah they're not actually out there on the battlefield with their soldiers and i remember i remember being like yo this guy is doing it this is the person (laughs) who like kind of like keith i like after especially after talking i'm like no this person does it this person lives the thing they're not just like you know some like pretending to be a guru telling Mm -hmm, people about mm -hmm. what they should be doing like you and i both know these people and that was really admirable. So I'm like humble space, small business. And the person is like just as much a soldier as they are a general. Yeah. And I thought that was really amazing. I appreciate that. (laughs) Well, I think that's what people, people, even if they don't know how to explain it, that's what they want. They're like, no, 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 no. I want the person who's on the battlefield with me. Yeah. And, and, and to me, it almost sounds like you didn't even need to think about that. You're like, no, 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 no. I'm just, this is, how we, <laughs> this is how I do it. Yeah. That's how I, I mean, that's how I grew up. I saw my, my, you know, my parents run their business. That's how I saw my aunt run her business in Queens. You know, it just, it was a no brainer or just, that's how I was raised, you know? Yeah. So how long, so you, you left Virtuosity, you found your nice small space and where was it? What part of Brooklyn Prospect Heights, Prospect Heights. Okay. Like literally downtown. Like that, I could. I mean, what was it? It was like 800 square feet. Man, I'm trying to remember now. It was so small. It was probably. I think. I think the argument was 3,000. It was probably less than 3,000. But by the time we put the bath, the shop, the the toilet in, mm-hmm. changing room, mm-hmm. storage for the weights, it just yeah. like the place just shrunk. You know, and it was and, and it was kind of narrow, right? Yeah, it was super narrow. Yeah, and um. It's so funny when we talk about this because like people who listen to this, if they're like in another part of the country, they're like, you know, property is so cheap. Yeah. 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 It's like, like, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. We have like 20,000 square feet, but in New York city, like people make it work. Yeah, man. I had a front desk as well. Like, Mm -hmm. 
man and so anyway the the play space that we call the play space was probably chopped down to like 700 square feet yeah you know like by the time it was so it was very very condensed but you made um, it work and you had you made it work that- yeah yeah yeah. made it work people showed up man i still have people from day one that are with me man six and wow. a half years later um and, yeah. and, 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 and how long did you stay in that space for we before you did, before you were like, and tell me the reasons why you ended yeah. up upgrading from there. So we stayed there for three years mm-hmm. and, um, man, the place was so old. The, 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 the it, it, I figure if, if there were a couple of variables that were able to be changed, number one, the bricks were literally rotting. <laughs> so like. You could like shop vac that floor right now mm-hmm. and you go take a piss and come back and there would be flakes of the oh, brick. Wow. Yeah. The, even though we, we tried sealant, the, the brick just sucked the sealant up. Like it just, it was so, de- the, 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 the decomposing was so past, mm-hmm. past gone. So that was one. And then the size, we just, we couldn't, we couldn't, um, as we grew, we just stuck. We, we stuck at a point in, at a point. And we turned into this, I started realizing we were turning into this feeder program. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, we would, we like, would, Oh, in, like you would, you would get people ready and then they'd go to another cross. And then they gym. would go to another CrossFit gym. And, oh. um, and because we're so condensed, you know, there was, you, 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 so when I started, there was only Crow Hill mm-hmm. all the way across Crown Heights. Mm-hmm. Then there was me. Mm-hmm. And then there was uh, David. Mm-hmm. I'm in between two behemoths. All right, Crow Hill, I think, had just signed like a 7,000 square foot space. Um, David, you know, now South, ha- South Brooklyn is Yeah, huge. South Brooklyn, yeah. Now David has two spaces across, you know, one across the street from each other. And uh, here I am with my 1,000 square feet, you know, and um, which was fine. And, but then I, what started happening was as we introduced, as you introduce people to CrossFit and they stick around for a while and they start, oh, there's a CrossFit gym, this zip code over. You know, yeah. or or one train stop. Well, more it was also because it was like it was this changing period. Like when when you entered virtuosity, it was. It sounds to me like more like it was like a dojo, man. And then was, all of a sudden, it became a little more mainstream. It did. And it was it like did. as you opened your space, it was like kind of the beginning of that. Yeah. And that's what people were like. They're not like looking for like the dojo. They're like they I'm were looking. Look. They were looking for New York Sports Club, but with right. CrossFit. You're like, oh, so yeah. I just did this thing here for a month and there's this thing, but in a bigger space over yeah, here, yeah, not realizing yeah. that like, they're not all the same. They're no. not interchangeable. Yeah. Yeah. Coaches yeah. are different. The experience levels, the passion, yeah, all yeah, these yeah. things. Okay. So, so you, then you, so then so you're I start like, realizing, I oh bigger. shit. I was like, I need something bigger. And, and, and then the, you know, prospect types is such a narrow sliver of a, of a neighborhood, a zip code. It's sort of like a, this weird, uh, weird triangle-ish. So the peak is like, um, Grand Army Plaza and then it kind of like opens up till it hits Atlantic mm-hmm. um, but it's not a very big neighborhood and there's only one strip that Bergen Dean strip uh, that runs through it that has industrial space mm-hmm. you know and I was very lucky to get that garage and I knew the minute if I you know there was discussion to say hey let's go further down Flatbush away from away from um Barclays because Barclays had popped up and, and, um, you know, but then uh, with that, with that comes like a whole, a whole host of, do we want to start from zero again? Or do we want to move? See if we can be lucky enough to find something nearer 
where we can maintain, we can, we can hold on to like the majority of our client base, mm-hmm. you know, because if we moved down Flatbush Avenue, it was, it was starting all over again. Right. Um, right. So you want to stay close enough to keep like the current students. Correct. Yeah. And so we just got lucky, man. There was this dude. It's weird. The two years in this intermediary space was, so, was very, very weird. Mm-hmm. Um, we, 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 it was, it was all luck that we got the space. Um, mm-hmm. there was this dude that skateboards, you know, up and down Kyle, up and down Bergen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh shit. Yeah. His name is Kyle. Mm-hmm. And, um, he's like, yo, I got a spot. There's a spot where I, he makes surfboards in the middle of Brooklyn. He's like, I got <laughs> this spot where I make surf my surfboards. The landlord makes me, lets me use the space or whatever. He's about to, he's about to renovate it. You should come see it. I was like, all right. So I go see it and I'm like, oh, fuck, this is it. It was like one block away, uh-huh. you know? And, um, it, and was, it, it was like two floors, right? It was two floors. It was bigger. Now, all we were looking at is like, we just need something, we need something bigger. And, and some, one bigger, two, that we could run multiple programs at the same time. Uh-huh. And that was because that was the issue we were having. We couldn't run multiple programs at the same time. Um, and so man, I got into talks. I was introduced to the landlord. I got into talks with him and I literally was breathing down this guy's neck for like nine months, nine months to a year while he renovated uh-huh. and, and things, you know, if, if they tell you some shit's going to take six months in New York, man, it's going to take, that is, a, that is a long time to man. hold out when you're dude, like ready dude, for something we were, we were so ready and you know, and anyway, we finally, we moved mm-hmm. and Dude, we move, and I think we move like the the, the lease starts like the of January of two so 2014. We move January 2018. Yeah, mm-hmm. we move January 2018, and um, dude, like the second week that I'm there, I I I show up. I I'm, I'm I, I normally would do the early either. I'm like an early person, so mm-hmm. I have my clients early, super early in the morning, or 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 teach class in the morning, and um. I show up, it's like 5.37 a.m. in the morning mm-hmm. and there's like a sheet of ice just outside of the f- space. Just, <laughs> you know, the entire, just a sheet of ice. This is January fucking 2018. We just mm-hmm. signed the lease, uh-huh. you know, m- a couple months ago. Pop the door open, the, it, it's flooded. Oh. And, 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 and so that was the beginning. <laughs> that was the beginning of the end, to be quite honest. And it took us, t- it was two years two years of us just being at the mercy of so you so that that space was never the success you wanted it to be it was it was it was basically like you signed you started and then it was exit strategy for two years yeah yeah we we, well first it was initially it was you're trying you're trying to run a business and get out of the space at the same time initially it was like trying to finesse this not i hate to use the word finesse but like it was just trying to get this guy to be a fucking decent landlord you know and um you know, I'd always heard of, of, of uh, nightmares with, with landlords in New York City over the years and never experienced it until this guy. Wow. And it just got worse and worse. It just got, it's, it, 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 and then it, you know, just the two years at that space, dude, were the two unhealthiest years of my life. How much um, bigger was it than the other one? It was like three times as big. So at the very least, were you able to use that time to at least try to like build up your community? So we start build, we're building the community, but then we're dealing with, so this thing, the, the, the plumbing issue that we kept, the reoccurring plumbing issue just 
would jam me up. You know? Right, because people um, are people are customers at that point. They're yes, like, I don't want to be yes. paying for like these issues. Exactly, exactly. You know, okay. and in in it just man, it just I, as as God is our witness, I had a had had a conversation, um, and had a conversation uh, August. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. August last year, and um, this is when I was with someone, and I said to her, "You, I'm, I'm sure you, you, you're probably familiar with you. You were, you were. She was a virtuosity as well. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're no longer together, but the conversation in on and in August was, look, if, um, if December thirty first comes around and I can't fucking figure this shit out, mm-hmm. I'm not opening doors January first. Really? And, yeah, like January first, twenty twenty. I was that was. Man, my stress level was so high. The la- you know, just and it just got worse and worse and worse. Well, you know, um, it's it's hard. It's like it's not just like a bakery, right? Where like people are just like, I just need to be able to like keep yeah. cooking the bread, and it's just like a product that's going out the door. Like you have people, yeah, who are coming in and looking yeah. to you as like a leader. Correct. And Correct. that's a hard feeling when like whatever the feeling is, where you're like supposed to be on a ship. And you know that there's leaks. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, and dude, he, we got to make it across the Atlantic. Yeah. And this thing is like slowly <laughs> leaking. Yeah. Man. So then what, what, so then what happened? Because now. Dude, so this is the story, man. Yeah. Um, so Kingsboro at the time, this is year, what, eight years ago, Kingsboro had started on Atlantic Ave. Mm-hmm. Kingsboro CrossFit. And mm-hmm. not Atlantic Ave, on Fulton Ave. Mm-hmm. So sort of bed border. Mm-hmm. So they they were now in between Crow Hill and I. So there's this literal line you can draw across from Crow Hill all the way to David, South Brooklyn. So it was now Crow Hill, Kingsboro, mm-hmm. myself, South uh, Park Slope CrossFit, and then South Brooklyn. Like Park Slope CrossFit and Kingsboro popped up in between. And um, anyway, I'm 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 it's 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 August. We are we're about to be sued by this landlord. Oh. We, we like he's he's taking us to court. Um, we're countersuing. Like the, the whole shebang, dude. This is so New York, though. Yeah, the this whole is such shebang. a New York story. The whole shebang, and because you know, and then you know, somebody. So I work with I work with a uh, so photographer that does works around with a bunch of CrossFit gyms. She's mm-hmm. like, yo, um, do you know the owner over at Kingsborough? I was like, yeah, Chris, Chris and Charmel and them. I said, yeah, you know, I've seen them around. But we're not, we don't hang out, but I know who they are and they know who I am. Mm-hmm. And um, she said, well, Chris wants to talk to you. I was like, well, tell him to come see me. I don't have a problem. Anybody can come talk to me. And um, so anyway, Chris walks up one Saturday morning. I'm outside, it's Saturday class. The doors are open. People are running and, you know, mm-hmm. it's a zoo. And he comes showing up with his pit bull and he's, uh, he's like, yo, can, he's like, yo, you got time after classes? I was like, yeah, I got time. Mm-hmm. He said, yo, you want to grab, grab something to eat? So we sit down to eat a couple hours later. He's like, what do you think about, he's like, I've been meaning to approach you with this, but I know you're like a real loner and I didn't know to, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, he's like, what do you think if we merged businesses? And I just, I just was like, and now this is post. The conversation where right, I already, you were you were, you were basically I, like I'm I'm out unless yeah, I was like, checking out yeah I was checking right. I was in the unless, process unless of checking the, out unless the clouds part <laughs> right and, and God and right. Buddha and Allah and right. all of the above reached down and like just touched me in my forehead you right. know and right. and I just sat there I was like what he was like what do you think of if we merge some so I already immediately start clicking I'm like 
was like, I think it's a good idea, but I was like, but you can't come to my spot. <laughs> Cause what, I know. What, what was his reasoning? What was he struggling? So his lease was ending. Okay. His lease was ending. And people should know then, and I'm going to guess that this is part of it, but people should know New York real estate's crazy. And when a lease ends, especially when it's been like a longer lease in New York, you know, at least before the coronavirus, when that would happen, the landlords were jacking up the yeah, rent sometimes spiked. two or yeah. three times yeah. the amount, right? That yeah. people were paying previously. So I assume it was probably something yes. like that. Yes. Got it. <laughs> so he's like, yo, where he's like, we got it. We got to bounce. And he's like, but I want to stay in the neighborhood. And, you know, and, you know, I was like, say no more. I was like, I, I told you, I was like, but I was like, do you want to come to, I was like, you can't move into my space. Because mm-hmm. um, that would have been an easier thing. Either one of us moved into the other's space. Of course, he would have lost some clients because I was going to go further west if I mm-hmm. went to his and he would have come further east if he came to me. Um, but we're talking like literally maybe six blocks difference. Like that's how, you know, how tight New York is. Yeah. And, um, but the, the other thing is like the way people are in New York who live there, yeah, they're like six know, blocks is yeah, like a breaking That's out of my zone. Yeah. yeah people are like, zone. I won't even date somebody who's six blocks away. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. yeah. And um, I was like, so then I gave him this closure. I was like, yo, this is what's going on with my place. I was mm-hmm. like, we're, we're about to be sued. We're counter suing. And this is, this is, these are the reasons why. And you know, this is not going to end well. Like I was like, um, with, if, if we go to my, if we use my spot or whatever the case might be. Right. And, um, he's like, well, I'm my, he's like, I can't stay in my place past December. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, well, I guess we should find somewhere. <laughs> this is this is good though. This is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's like relationships where like yeah. people are like, you don't want to move into like one person's apartment or one person's house. Exactly. It's better to get the house together, exactly. and then it's and then it's ours. It's not like exactly. oh, I'm in your place. You have your routines <laughs> here. Yeah. No, this is a good thing. So, man, between September and th- and Thanksgiving of mm-hmm. last year was this fucking race. Mm-hmm. This otherworldly race man and it was we had so many trains on the same track mm-hmm. in terms of like we had our legal shit to deal with on my my end mm-hmm. and then he gets a broker we start looking at places i didn't want to go on atlantic ave he was coming from atlantic ave mm-hmm. and there there's a ton of spaces on atlantic ave but to your point if any of my clients had to cross atlantic ave i would have lost 99 percent of them like right. no one's crossing atlantic ave right from prospect heights um, they would go, they would go to South Brooklyn, you right. know? Um, and so I said, look, I'm not, I, I, you know, and so we see this spot, we went to see this space on Atlantic Ave. It was not far. It's, you know, the, 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 the vision, I, the vision I liked, mm-hmm. it was massive. It was super cheap. Cause it's like, you know, it's old, uh, industrial space, you know, mm-hmm. and they, they, they hadn't, you know, they're trying to rezone that spot, that part of uh, Atlantic Ave and it'd been empty for like a long ass time. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yo, I can get my guy, my, my engineer guy. And, but it was massive. And he's like, I get my engineering guy and it'll take three months. I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, you could have got me with this five years, the four years ago that it'll take three months to get this spot up and running. But mm. 20, 2019, no, you can't run that game on me. Anymore. Right, right. I've, pl- I've played enough now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm and, not, I, what is it in tennis? You're like, I'm not a 1.5. Anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a three and a half. <laughs> I'm a three and a half. I'm a three yeah. and a half. You can't yeah. run that game on me. Yeah. And uh, so he says, you know, and he says in passing, I was like, there's this other, I think he was talking to his business partner. He's like, yeah, well, we got to go tell the other guy about the other space that we don't want it or whatever. I was like, what other space? 
it's like, ah, oh, there was another space that we looked at, you know, really early on, but I don't think, I was like, where is it? He was like, and it turns out it was like on the, oh, on my side, mm-hmm. on our side of Atlantic, of, of Atlantic Ave, but in Prospect Heights, you know, mm-hmm. on, on, in, in a couple blocks off of Atlantic. I was like, let me, let's go see it. I go see, I was like, dude, I was like, this is it. I was like, are you bugging? And I was like, this is it. Like, mm-hmm. you, and then, so when I painted the picture of like, this is how we could lay it out. What, what made it it to you? Why, what, what was it that was like, oh, it, this is, it, was it the price? Was it the one, size? Was it the layout? One, it maintained the neighborhood, neighborhoodly feel mm-hmm. um, because it was embedded, you know, in these cross streets off of Atlantic. Mm-hmm. So people live across the street. People live, you know, it, it was embedded in the right, neighborhood. It felt like it was part of the community. Yeah. Right. Got it. If you go to Atlantic Ave, it's car garages, it's car, it's car washes, it's, right. you know, the, the traffic alone. On, you know, I was like, I don't want my clients running on Atlantic Ave, period. Like, I, don't, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to run on Atlantic Ave. Why would I want my clients? Right. And so here we got this thing embedded on this quiet block in, in Prospect Heights. Um, it had three huge bay doors. Really? Yeah. I was like, dude, are you kidding me? I was like, we just popped the, it's like free. I was like, you cannot, the advertising you, we get alone from just having garage doors open and people working well, out. Well, and then in the winter, you don't need to, you get, you don't have to like buy signs. You have yeah. three garage yeah. doors to paint your yeah. sign on. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, dude, I was like, I get it. it it's, it, it wasn't as big as the other space that we were looking at, but the pros way outweigh the, the cons here, man. I was like, mm-hmm. and um, I was like, if we do it right, this could, this is it, dude. If we do it right. And like, it's, yes, it is smaller than what we were projecting, yeah. but it's bigger than what we both had. Oh, well, that's amazing. So how many yeah. feet is it? It's like 45. Oh, that's great. 45. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For New York. That's great. Yeah. And now there's, now I got like a legit front desk. Uh, we got two, you know, two bathrooms, two, sh- two bath, two, two, uh, feet. we got four showers mm-hmm. and two bathrooms. So like, when did that- you, when did you open this one? So this is mad rush fucking man. I can't, I probably would mix all the, mix the timeline up, but the, the, that's right. we had to be out of my space. Um, thanksgiving eve mm-hmm. november 24th mm-hmm. this is the landlord just being a dick he was like right. you got to get out thanksgiving eve Ugh. and so we emptied the gym you know I, we put the, the call out the weekend before thanksgiving mm-hmm. and dude i had like 200 people show up just really yeah we just backed up a u-haul and 200 and 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 this is what we did the plan was we still hadn't signed the fucking lease for the new space mm-hmm so now all my resources are going into this lawsuit, yeah. right? And I agreed to, 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 with Kingsborough to partner with them. And um, anyway, we stash all our fucking equipment at Kingsborough. Okay. So we empty one, we put 3,000 square foot feet, 3,000 square foot space of equipment into their shit. Oh my now, God. Now they're, they're running business till the end of, <laughs> the end of December, right? Uh-huh. And, um, it, dude, and then, so we get, we, 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 and then I, I'm in there, like we're in there painting. We had to white wall, whitewash, white wall the guy's place. Cause it was, it was, you know, this, this guy. Oh, because he was being so awful. Yes, he wanted yeah. it to be exactly like yeah. well, all the rules that New yeah, York has. Exactly. Whatever, leave exactly. it as you, as it was. Exactly. Type thing. Exactly. Oh, he was just the ultimate, ultimate. It takes so dick. much time. Too. Dude, just, we spent so, so, we spent so much money. The, the the you know just we resanded floors 
We we repainted. Right. Because you didn't want to, we, you didn't want him to have anything. Anything. Hanging over yeah. You. And um, dude, one of my members reaches out to me now. We're like bone dry. Like I'm tapped. You know, I I have savings and stuff that I I borrow money from my parents. I borrow money from frat brothers, whatever. My business partner, he's like tapping into his kids' fund. Oh, and geez. um and and but yet we still don't have our share of the uh the down payment mm-hmm. for the new space so, oh we're try- so we're trying to i'm trying i'm talking to chris i'm like but we've, we've managed all these expectations like i'm like look mm-hmm. we're like in between getting out of settling so we don't go to court and like trying to sign this lease with you guys and if you guys could front it blah 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 and they were cool you know everyone was everyone was was was, was cool Mm-hmm. And then I get this text in the middle of the night from one of my members. He's like, yo, um, he's like, dude, I, I'm sorry. I couldn't help with the move, with the physical move, whatever, whatever. He's like, I know. And he owns like a few businesses in, in Brooklyn. He was like, I know exactly what you're going through. He was like, if you need a bridge loan to get to the other side, he was like, just don't. He was like, I won't even, no interest, no fees, no nothing. I'll just cut you a check. Wow. And, I, and I just said, dude, you have no idea. I was like, I need to come up with, I think it was like 11 grand. I was like, I need to come up with 11 grand in seven days. Mm-hmm. And this guy was just like, what's your bank account info? And really? wired me the money the next day. Wow. And it literally sat in my account for like, I had to rush to, now this is Thanksgiving weekend. So I'm rushing to the bank. The banks, only certain branches are open. I rush to the bank. He wires it in, but it's got to sit in the account for 24 hours before it leaves so anyway i go back the next day and wired it to the the attorney's office and it's just like i can't make this shit up man and and that's how we like by december 1st we signed the lease and mm-hmm. and uh and and paid paid down and mm-hmm. and then we started moving man and, and then it was, and was it one month later that you guys opened it because man, we, they were man, closing on, on the 31st? Man, we, we moved in. They, we shifted all the shit the first week of December. So we had like four days that we closed uh-huh. on top of a weekend. And then we, you know how it is. We just stacked everything in there and laid out some mats and started class. Well, that's a good thing about CrossFit too, especially yeah. people who like want like the real like OG yeah. vibe. You're just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Let's just go. Yeah. yeah. And we that's started class amazing. like... You know, and, and, this, and and it's called Dean CrossFit. Yeah, Dean CrossFit. Why Dean? Uh, just the name of the street is Dean. Uh, oh, okay. Dean Street. Uh, and we I'd gone through again. Like I said, I'm not a 1.5 anymore. Uh-huh. You know, just you know, I remember going through a host of names when uh-huh. I opened and CrossFit Prospect Heights was the last resort, but in hindsight, the other the others were just as uh, laborious and yeah. just as uh, heavy. Even Kingsborough CrossFit is laborious and, and, and heavy um, mm. in terms of marketing, apparel, all that stuff. And um, I just wanted something simple and clean. And uh, so Dean, Dean, you know, why not keep it simple? Dean CrossFit. So, so how many people did you open with on day one between like your two different gyms when, when you, when you, when you started? We, just, the- we kind of doubled in size, man. We doubled in staff, doubled in, in, in size. So I want to say like, we had like prior to COVID, we were like about 300 members. Wow. Yeah. And it's amazing. Um, yeah. But I mean, COVID is a whole new beast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but and then, and then we, so here we are, December, we start like renovating. We had like, even though the space was like, it still wasn't what we needed. 
And so we're renovating while we're running classes and, mm-hmm. you know, that brings its own, its own challenges. And, 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 um, you know, you're trying to market a product, but the product like needs to, it's not finished. You know? But you're almost like, you're trying to almost like bridge the gap between like the, the, the time where you get in and the time you finish your renovations without bringing really new people. And you're just exactly, like, we just need our, exactly. our, the students we've had existing. to keep us like going. Yeah. And then once we're done with that, then we start, then we can start the selling the, the, selling the shiny new thing, you know, but right. we definitely didn't have a shiny new thing in right. December, January, February. And we're still like finish, figure, you know, we're finishing up. They're laminating the floor when I left this morning, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, who knows if we'll ever get to walk on a goddamn floor, you know, I you know, you know, so, Ugh. So, but, um, so right when, when COVID happened was you guys were like in the midst of, we were renovation. in the midst of renovation. Were you close like, to being done with it? Uh, no. Okay. We were like halfway. We well, were listen, like halfway. In, in some ways, I mean, I don't know. You said you've, you're, you guys have been doing work on it since COVID. Man, it's been a blessing. It, it may, maybe that's the only silver lining yeah. here is that yeah. like you have an empty space. You guys get to like put yeah. that time into it. That's what happened. It's been a blessing. Yeah. It was so when you last... open back up and people are going to want it. Yeah. Yeah, it's so gonna be like, yo, we, this place is dope right now. Yeah, so that's what's it's that's what's evolving, um, but you know, it, you know, you, man, we're just figuring out as we go. You know, we you still have rent to pay. I mean, yeah. you, you're fully are, aware. Are you getting a break on your rent at all? Yeah, we're getting our landlord has been really like I went from like one end of the spectrum to the other side of the spectrum with this guy. Well, then, if you don't mind um, me asking, what is like their thing? Because I know a lot of people are like, "Well, he's, he's this person's not this person make me pay half, or I pay half. back later." Half. That's amazing. Half. Yeah, he's letting us do half, but at the end of the day, it's still a slow bleed. You know, it's yeah. still a bleed. You can only when, pay half for so long. Yeah, we're not making any 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 revenue. The, you know, the Zoom classes don't really haven't really taken off for us. Um, I mean, I was on, so I, I do jujitsu and I was on, they did like a big zoom thing for the yeah. jujitsu school. And I haven't been able to keep doing the classes. Cause I was like, I don't have anything coming in yeah. anymore, but it was like, you know, as part of the community, it was like, Hey, we kind of want to have a chat. Yeah. And they were like, you know, our landlord is, we're paying half and they had just done like a, a huge renovation where they took mm-hmm. over the entire floor right before this happened. Mm-hmm. And this is a successful place. It's a, su- a successful yeah. brand. And yeah. then he was just like, listen, we're going to hold on as long as we can. Maybe our landlord will help us a little bit more, but we're basically planning that like the end of August, if, if we can't open again, it's, it's that's probably when we have to like start making a, a different plan. Yeah. Because what's going to happen is, and we're, you know, this is just my assumptions and, 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 you know, talking with like expert, you know, medical experts and stuff is, if this guy, if the city doesn't open, and when I say the city, I mean gyms. If gyms are not allowed to open by the by end of August, mm-hmm. they're not going to open it in flu season. Yeah, flu season is what starts in September, October, and over. You know, mm-hmm. they're not going to open them in flu season because that's when wave two has been theorized to hit. Mm-hmm. So that means that means that right now, the marathon is to make it to next spring. Yeah. If you're a business, if you're a, if you're a gym business, if you're a fitness business, you need to, you need to be buckling, figuring out somehow to buckle down. So have you guys been doing outdoor classes? We just, we start some, I actually start the pilot tomorrow, tomorrow and Friday. I do 7am, 7pm, but again, it costs money. I had to go get another, there's a, there's so many things have lined up. So I'm not complaining at all. Yeah. But 
the things have lined up, but they they cost things cost fucking money, you know. Um, yeah. So, so there's a driveway next door to us, totally different landlord. Here we are, we're getting this shiny new thing ready, and suddenly we can't even have classes in it. And then there's a fucking dump driveway next door that I just put. We had to just put a whole bunch of resources in to like talk to the landlord, secure some sort of short term deal. A br- it's a brilliant idea though to do that because nobody is getting the shiny thing anywhere. Nobody's getting the shiny thing in their mind. They're almost like, Oh, I can at least do this. Like right outside the door of my gym. My gym. Yeah. That is like at any other time in history, you'd be like, Oh man, that is (laughs) shitty. But like a driveway right now, right next door is huge. That's what Gantry Jay, Jay says, look, he's like, dude, I had so many people just cause Jay's been doing it for like, I want to say three weeks now. Yeah. And he's just like, you know, you had one or two people who will, I said, well, I said, Do, have you had any pushback? He's like, like what? So I say, well, you know, I don't know. The sun's hot, you know, 12 noon class. He's like, dude, well, you know what? You could keep doing Zoom shit in your living room if that's, you know, and <laughs> right. And 99% of the people don't. They want to, they want to. Like they, they want to be out. They, yeah, they, they want to like, be we, out. Get me out. You know, and so. You know, we just put a whole bunch of resources into like this pivot to, with this driveway and I got like 20 spots. When you do the six feet, it's 20 spots. We've already laid it out. That's a lot. Yeah, man. It's a lot. Dude, you should just do them all day. Man, that's just what we, you know. Do five gonna, classes a day. Plow through a hundred people a day. We're about to like figure this, you know, we just put it out on, on Wattify this like an hour ago and pubbed it out and... We're going to see what happens tomorrow morning, what happens tomorrow night. So are you, are you, are you coming up with a game plan then also for like how to sustain that potentially through the winter? Yeah, well, we're, we have some theories. If, if, if come, you know, when it's, you know, if, if the fall hits and they say, all right, gym's open, Mm -hmm. but 10 feet distant, because it's probably going to be really strict. They're probably going to be really, really strict. Well, at least you guys are not, dependent on some sort of like central air system yeah, you guys have the yeah. gates that's i think yeah. a, a huge, huge benefit and, and even for people's comfort too but that's the argument we've been trying to the gyms have all been lumped into one when uh, there's significant portion of us that don't have central air right your, have, like, your gym huge, is almost outside yeah basically practically you yeah. open those four, those three garage doors we're basically outside right um and so the, 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 we have theorized a couple of things where, okay, if we do get the go ahead to open and there's like restrictions on head count, according to square footage, we'll just, we'll figure out some sort of storage mm-hmm. in the, in the driveway. Mm-hmm. So we'll turn the driveway into storage and mm-hmm. we'll literally, whether it's a container, shipping container, stick a shipping container in there mm-hmm. and stack all the fucking gear. Right, so, so you can get as racks. much floor space as exactly. possible. Exactly. Smart. Like all the weights, all the gear, all the, like, just open the shit wide up. And that way, hopefully, we can have as many people and, and have the turnover that we require, that we need in order to, you know, the number of classes. And because, you know, it, it's a headcount thing with classes. And if, if yeah. you, if, if, it's, if it's under a certain headcount, according to your rent, you know, like, it's, you just, you know, by the time you pay your staff, pay the lights, pay the, you know, the internet, yeah. you're fucked. You're well, the, well the, the good thing is, though, really, is like being in New York, because everybody who's been in New York has been through this thing for real, for real. So there's like a lot of like sympathy and empathy and people are like, oh, I'm 
understanding of like having to bend to meet you where you're yeah. at because of like, because I've been in New York and, and watched this thing happen like at ground zero is what it feels like. Yeah. You know, versus like having to play this game in like whatever, Kansas, where people yeah. are like, what, what, you're going to make me do this? You're going to yeah, make me yeah, do that? Yeah, yeah. Here people are like, <laughs> listen, I want to do this thing and I want to be safe. Like, let's find, a I, way. I, yeah. I think people are like, I will help you find the way and work around whatever the, the barriers yeah. are. Because, I mean, you know, you've had to live through New York City since March and you're just like, dude, it's been crazy. <laughs> it's surreal. <laughs> right, yeah. I want to switch gears just a little bit. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the changes that CrossFit is making, has made. And I want to talk mm-hmm. about the role that you're playing in that and the role that you've played um, even just like, you know, you know, uh, being interviewed for the New York times and, and, and just speak broadly about the issues. Yeah. Um, or specifically, I'm, 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 I'm yeah, curious yeah, yeah. about the whole thing because I, I, I don't know how on the radar it is for people who are outside the CrossFit community and, and things like that, but it's, it's important and, and, and you've played a pretty integral role. I, I appreciate that. And I agree. Um, well, I mean, I think CrossFit as we, I mean, I don't know, how, how do I start? Um, CrossFit as we know it is, is community-based mm-hmm. and communities are made up or sh- communities are made up of so many, different, especially here in New York, you can go, we were talking about that six block radius. You can go six blocks in one direction, you're in Israel. You walk six blocks in another direction, you're in Jamaica. You walk six blocks in another direction, you're in Poland. You walk, you know, and you keep going on and on and on. Um, and so you, your, your community tends to reflect as diverse generally, mm-hmm. you know, as diverse a community. But we were just talking about, you know, if you're like in the middle of, you know, middle America or somewhere, it tends to be very, uh, you know, majority rule, you know, the, the, the community looks very, it looks a certain way, only a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think New York City, certain metro areas are bubbles, you know, parts of Florida, some parts of DC, certain parts of, you know, even Boston, some parts of the West Coast is super diverse, but then in other places that are not. You know, and we get to loop it back to what we were saying about New York. New York is its own beast. And you can get, you can, you can start thinking like that New York is the norm, mm-hmm. you know? And anyway, in community, the community that I have, that I have in the community that I came from virtuosity was, was diverse. And I just feel like CrossFit as the years went by, went on. I think the underlying tone was that it just started to become, it, it, it never, it never evolved to reflect that it never evolved to reflect that you know and i feel like the powers that be or the powers that were in control who had the ability to 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 uh to adjust those variables to make it more diverse mm-hmm. um didn't just didn't see the value in it i remember thinking i don't forget how many years ago it was maybe it was four years ago now it was at the crossfit games when they were giving out glocks to yeah. the winners yeah, yeah, yeah. and i just remember and i forget what it was there was definitely like a school shooting that had happened kind of recently pretty yeah, recent yeah, uh-huh. and i don't remember the details but i do remember thinking like this yeah. is tone, tone deaf. deaf at yeah. the very at, at the least it's tone deaf yeah. at the most it's a lot of other things 
Um, and I remember thinking then like there's something going on that I didn't understand because again, I had entered this in the yeah. realm of New York. Mm-hmm. So then I don't know what I, I left CrossFit kind of soon after, yeah. but I assume other things have changed. And then you can explain kind of like where it kind of led to in the, yeah. in the, the last month and a half or so. So, yeah, so I just, yeah, I'm like, you know, but you, you, it's like I said, I just painted like the story of my last two years. And I, my head has been so buried with yeah. trying to keep my, uh, keep my business afloat. Anyway, uh, I think with the lockdown, the COVID lockdown just allowed a lot of stasis for a lot of people and, and a lot of, um, so if something happened, it was just so hyper, especially here in New York City, it was so hypersensitive if something happened. You know, whether socially, economically, financially, whatever it is, because of the lockdown, everyone just sitting still, things affect people more, affected people more. Anyway, we had the George Floyd murder and um, this had been happening. This is nothing new. It had been happening in, 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 in the black community for years. It's, you know, we've, there's just been police murders and, um, and I think it happened on a Sunday and you know i'm sitting here waiting you know there were there was a, there were a lot of reactionary there were a lot there was a, it, it, the reaction was 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 explosive mm-hmm. and it was nationwide and, and it went from nationwide to like i think there were at least 28 countries that had george floyd uh protests mm-hmm. and um and so companies started taking stances whether there was whether it was performative or not whether it was late or not I, you know, they, they, they took a stance, you know, mm-hmm. some, some companies took stances. Anyway, I, I, I tend to voice my opinion on, on Instagram sometimes. And I just, it came down to like maybe three days after four days after five days, after, six days after this guy's murder and nothing had been said by CrossFit, you right. know, it was kind of like business as usual. Right. And somewhere then, and somewhere that is like preaches community. Yeah. And, and this is a brand that's like, Oh, all about community, all about blah, blah, blah. And, um, and, and, you know, and something, sometimes the, the tone was all about, you know, you know, you go to the page, you know, whether social media handles and you'd see the tone of whether someone says, Hey, well, why aren't we saying anything? Or <clears throat> the general tone was, well, we're not trying to get political or, 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 you know, we're just trying to keep this about fitness. This had nothing to do about being political or about being <clears throat> about, it was about just, being human, I thought, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and to your point, the community is made up, made up of humans, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and so I kind of made this thing, I made this presentation on Instagram where I was like, hey, you got three brands, you got, you got three types of reactions of brands. Uh, the first brand does nothing. It's going to like pretend like nothing happened and mm-hmm. it's going to try to fly under the radar while still trying to make a buck, you mm-hmm. know, and I, and I tagged CrossFit. And mm-hmm. I said, and for example, this brand, CrossFit, you know, and then I said, there's, there's a brand that's going to, you know, and I, I outlined two other types that I, two other buckets. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I put, posted that and I got like a bunch of calls, like not even, I got a call from my mom in Trinidad. I got <laughs> calls from like people, you know, friends and stuff. I'm calling like, dude, you're calling CrossFit out on your Instagram. You're fully aware how aggressive their legal team is, right? Like, are you sure that's the smart thing to do? You own a CrossFit gym. You know, yeah. I was like, you know, and I tend to march to my own drum. I said, yeah, sure. I'm like, but we also live in a country of free speech, you know? But that's also, but that's also the problem. Part of the problem here, yeah. right? Is that yeah. like, people are supposed to like, like we're all, people are supposed to react to like the fear of something bigger yeah. to keep yeah. them quiet. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like uh, the, and that's exactly, and it's funny. That's exactly the dynamic that was, had been, you know, and in hindsight, I only know now, only now know this after meeting with different stakeholders, meeting with the incoming CrossFit CEO, Dave Castro, who's like, he was interim CEO, you know, I've met with a bunch of these people and only have realized that was pretty much a dynamic that existed at CrossFit HQ for the last three years. This, it really heightened in the last three years where it was, there were just repercussions of, there were no checks and balances and they were just, um, you know, and, and if you, if you, if you had, if you had the balls to say something, there were repercussions and, and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, it could be as far as you could lose your job and, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. Or, and it was just really unhealthy. Anyway, I, I, I said what I said on social media and then before you know it, you know, New York times calls me and, and a bunch of other, you know, the, the, a bunch of other, uh, periodicals and start so calling me. Was this, was this before, uh, Glassman made his comment. So this is before Glassman made his comment. So um, they were already reaching out to you before Glassman said his. Yeah, thing, yeah. Right. Just because like CrossFit hadn't hadn't said statement. hadn't made a statement. And Interesting. Then, um, and then I think the the what's the timeline on this? Um, I ended up on a call with. Oh, so let me pause. So this is the t- New York Times hadn't gotten involved yet. I end up on a call with. Someone reaches out to me from Atlanta. It's a black lady that owns a CrossFit gym. She's like, hey, we're about to get on a call this evening with Greg Glassman. Would you, we would like if you were on, would be, you know, would join the call. It's going to be a bunch of other black affiliate owners. Mm-hmm. So I said, sure. So I get on a call. It's a Zoom call. It's like for six or some, something like that. And I don't know. I just, and then I, I won't get into too many details. But I just didn't like the tone, the mm-hmm. tone, the tone, not only of, not only of like the majority of the other black affiliate owners, but the tone of um, Greg Glassman when he was on the call, you know, mm-hmm. and I kind of like, I, I logged off mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, I said what I had to say and I logged off and, um, and then it was after, and then I think not too soon after maybe 24 hours later, um, that's when morning chalk up posted something about broke the news of Glassman. They had like a recording of Glassman saying what he said, mm-hmm. or he made, he maybe he made the tweet. He made the tweet, mm-hmm. uh, Floyd 19. Yeah. And again, at minimum tone deaf, right. You know, if you, if you came from, I, there was, you know, if you, from a, from, if you, if you dug deep enough, you'd understand what he was saying in terms of, uh, he was trying to make a parallel with COVID and, but it was just not the time or place to do it. Especially when and your company hasn't taken a stance. Exactly. Exactly. It just was not the time or place for it. And, and it just, man, things just went downhill really, really quickly for him. Um, mm-hmm. And, and then suddenly I became, I guess uh, because of my, outsp- I, I tend to be a really outspoken. Mm-hmm. Um, I started to realize I, you know, I don't know, for one of a better term that I was, beca- it was evolving where I was like the voice of, uh, you know, and, and this is, I don't know if I was the voice of black affiliates. I don't know if I was the voice of black athletes, black crossfitters, you know, mm-hmm. allies mm-hmm. in this space, but mm-hmm. it was something along those lines. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to give myself, I don't want to give myself any titles or anything, but, and then, Dave Castro reached out to me. I ended up on a couple calls with Dave Castro, did, did a couple presentations to him. And then the sale of the company was, was made public. Um, 
and then I ended up on a call, a bunch of calls with the incoming CEO. And, uh, and then I ended up in, I was in Denver last week. Is mm-hmm. it last week already? Yeah. We flew out to Denver to meet with, uh, the incoming CEO, Dave Castro and a few other people, uh, that were flown in and, you know, a lot of, you know, it was, did you, you know, dude, you know, somebody, somebody not called me out, but someone commented on my Instagram, said something along the lines of, oh, this is like a different Maillard. What did they pay? How much did they pay you? Or, or like, it was something ludicrous like that. Mm-hmm. And um, because I'm of the, I'm of the firm opinion, you got to give people a chance, mm-hmm. you know, and I think we've, we had given Greg Glassman a chance over the years, many chances. And he just, he really showed his true colors and, uh, it was well, and, you, and, you, and you, and you were prepared. If he was going to stay on, you were going to de-affiliate. Oh, we right? were going to de- de-affiliate. Like right. Bon, we were, we, that was, right. you know, and I had to let him know that and whether that was a drop in the pan to his general, to his overall revenue or not, you know, we have a saying in corporate where New York goes, the, the nation follows. Yeah. And, there were, you know, I, at any given point, I was on conference calls with like 30, 40 affiliate owners. Wow. You know, uh, whether it's New York City affiliate owners or like black affiliate owners across the nation. Right. And, um, you know, and I dare say, you know, a few of them were like, dude, what are you going to do? You know, it, what you do, we'll do, you know, kind of, it was kind of a lot of pressure, actually. And um, so what were some of the, so like what did you decide were like the things that mattered that you wanted to see change in what were some of the messages that you conveyed to the new CEO aside from once Glassman was gone, you know, Glass, yeah. Glassman's done and they're like, we're ready to make change. How, what did you communicate as to like, this is what change looks like? I, it, it can't be, it can't be. Um, I said, I defined it. I said the change, change has to be, from the top down. I said, the reason why these, these, the reason why CEOs at H and M and Gucci and Starbucks and CrossFit can make such fucking, you know, eye opening borderline, not borderline, you know, overtly and non overtly racist, you know, marketing plans, uh, t-shirts. Like, it's because the people that are making the decisions, all look the same, mm-hmm. right? And, and so the higher up you get, and, and there's a Harvard study, it, it's funny, it just came out maybe two, three months ago where they said the problem is, you know, not the problem is, but there's, the issue is that the higher up you go, a lot of these CEOs then, you know, people are given, you know, opportunities are given to those within the network. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, the network is all white. Yeah. And as a result, these decisions are made at a higher, really high level of, you know what, we're not going to say anything about mm-hmm. George Floyd. And it's filtered down to the ground level. And when it gets to the public, it's like a really fucking stupid direction to go in. But mm-hmm. because, because, you know, Mr. CEO doesn't have a fucking cool black, you know, doesn't have a black person in his, in his or a black woman in his circle, Mm-hmm. or an Asian woman in his circle or, or Latina, you know, guy in a circle that's head of ABCD or, or vice president of ABCD within his company or, his, or a competing company and can't say, you know what, Maylord, that's a shitty idea. Right. If you do that, if you put 
a little black boy in a monkey t-shirt and that's a fuck that's it's, it's gonna be if you put a if you if you do blackface models of blackface that's gonna be that's not gonna sit well you're gonna lose business if you do you know just shit that should be so fucking common sense mm-hmm. you know and um anyway i'm a firm believer in in uh putting your money where your mouth is mm-hmm. you know and you got to invest in invest in invest in the community and they had, they had announced where um, CrossFit was going to give these CrossFit scholarships out. I call them, they said scholarships where I guess they go to low income. Uh, and it says, you know, low, they go to low income areas and they're going to like provide free level one certifications, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, that's cool. That's, that's a cool, that's cool. That's a cool idea. I was like, but, Number one, it can be also be looked as offensive, as offensive. Like no one, you know, no, we're not looking at, no one's asking for food stamps. Right. You know? What we're looking for is I want my 10 year old nephew to like, to go, it goes, it's two ways. I want my 10 year old nephew, so a little black kid to be able to go to the CrossFit Instagram page and see people that look like him. Yes. Okay. And as a result, that's how you're going to get more people. That's how you're going to get these, you know, when you look at the, the teen, the teen category of the CrossFit games, it's all white. Right. You know why? Because the little black kids are looking at the CrossFit Instagram or they look at the CrossFit marketing, they go into models and they see the CrossFit marketing, they go into Reebok, see the cross, and there's no, they, nobody looks like them. Right. Nobody looks like me. You yeah. know? Um, number two, if you got a little niece and I said this to Nicole Carroll, who's like head of, She's head of uh, training at, at Cross, and she had left when Glassman, when the news broke, because she resigned. I remember and, this. I remember yeah. she reading this. And then she came back when this new CEO, he offered her, and she came back. So she, I think she left for like literally 10 days. Anyway, I had this conversation with her. I was like, look, it's, it goes the same way. Like, I would like my niece to log on to, you know, to, to, to type in CrossFit.com, go to the team, you know, and see the board of directors and see the upper management and see a woman, see two, three women in the, in the fucking board of directors. Mm-hmm. And I want your niece to be able to say, Oh shit, I can be, I could be a fucking vice president at CrossFit Inc. You know, mm-hmm. the same way I want my little black nephew to be like, to log on to CrossFit and t- go to the team, any brand, go to Apple, go to Nike, go to, go to any fucking brand dude and hit the team, our team. And you look, look to see how many women are on the board. Look to see how many minorities are on the board. Look to see how many black people are on the board. Mm-hmm. This is not a, this is, you know, we're in a world now where it's 2020 and you go to like 90% of these, these, these companies' websites and you look and it's still, it's, there's no diversity, man. There's no diversity. And so to, 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 to don't, don't uh, I'm don't don't tr- don't play me, you know. Don't say yo, we, we're giving these 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 scholarships. All blah. No, I want to see some black vice presidents of your company, you know. Mm-hmm. No, I want to see some female, uh, fucking VPs. I want to see some. I want to see the board hold. I want to see people on the board that look like people in my gym. You and know? are these and these are changes that they're doing. Well, this is what I, I you know I was very vocal when I when I went out there and. You know, I also have a, had a presentation that I, I you know, I've, I've, I've presented to, to Castro, uh, to, to Dave Castro, to Eric uh, Rosa, the incoming, the new CEO, well, he's a new CEO as of last Friday. But um, yeah, I've had these, you know, I've had these very real conversations. I'm, I'm not afraid to, uh, 
to speak my mind. And um, I think I was given an opportunity to, it's not many, it's not, it's not many times, you know, the, the, what's happening now, you know, I'm not going to reap the benefits, right. you know, um, who are going to reap the benefits. It's like the same way, like the generation of Malcolm X, the generation of, 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 of Martin Luther King, those black people didn't reap the benefits. Mm -hmm. I reap the benefits of mm -hmm. what happened in the fifties and the sixties. Mm -hmm. So what's happening, what I do now, my grandkids, my, will, will, will your grandkids will mm -hmm. reap the benefits. And mm -hmm. so it's important that it, it was, it was, it's, it, you know, the, 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 the levity of the, the seriousness of, of me being, you know, the, the, of me being tapped and saying, yo, can you come talk to us? In, uh, I'd like you in on, this, in on this discussion because I think it's, 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 it's not just, it's not just, it's, it's way bigger than us. Mm -hmm. You know, it's way bigger than us. And, uh, and, and I respect uh, Eric Rosa and Dave Castro for like giving me the time because I, I have not been an easy, uh, I can get fiery, you know? And yeah. I'm, not a, I'm, not a, I'm not an easy, uh, I'm not a pushover, you know? And but that, but I, but I, I think that's why people are, are, are looking to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, you know, not everyone has the same like confidence in their voice, you know what I yeah. mean? Or, or the yeah. same conviction. So, you know, I think that like what is, is what draws people to you to be like, yeah, like, you know, yeah. you know, what, what will you help be the megaphone here? What are yeah. you going to do? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel passionate hearing you to talking about it. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm yeah. you know, it's, it's so I, I see that, you know, and I feel like, you know, to me, I'm like, this is, yeah, as you're saying, like, this is that time. Yeah. Yeah. We, we're know? living in historic times and, yeah, and we're like, only going to see the benefits of it. And very so, few people get that like microphone. Yeah. Yeah. A yeah, lot yeah. Of, it seems to me like a lot of people get to fucking hit the streets, Yeah, but very few people get a hold of the microphone. Ex and exactly. if you're the person holding a microphone, fucking scream. Yeah. 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 Like that's, and, and like, I admire so much that like you get to be one of those people screaming into that microphone you know yeah, like yeah. that is like what a what a powerful um experience that is what how you know and, and the fact that like you you're, you're there it's like it's yeah. coming out of you loud and clear you're like yeah. no like i've got the mic and i know exactly what i want to say yeah 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 you know it, i think that's so amazing it's you know the the, the protests are necessary and in, in, in the physical that the bodies in the streets are, are necessary but then the back end work I feel that the mic gets dropped in the back end, you know, mm -hmm. and, and these, these, these uncomfortable um, boardroom conversations like I had last week don't happen, you know? Well, do you feel like some of it is that like, they're, they're kind of like you're saying businesses that'll like, just do something. Yeah. Like they'll, performative. They'll, yeah. they'll just say enough to like quality. Quiet, quality. Yeah. 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 That they aren't really in the business of being like, well, let's make real change. Yeah, well, you know what? I exist in this space called CrossFit, and until until there's real change, if there's not, and, and like my our um, our affiliation expires, is up for renew renewal in like eight months, nine months. Mm -hmm. I think that's sufficient time to put some things into place. Um, okay, so you're in like a, you're basically like, hey, like I'm ready for you to show me. Correct. 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 Right. And so, you're, been, so, so you, you felt like 
everything you said was heard. Now it's just like, okay, well now let's, yeah, let's show the, the results. And, and if there's not results, you're still willing to be like, Hey, oh, like, yes. Yeah, yes, very much so. Ahead. Very much so. Yeah. Wow. Um, I can't imagine like, I mean, all that you have just dealing with being playing that role on top of like all the business changes and everything. I mean, that is like a pretty serious few months to have like <laughs> dug into. I, so feel- I, 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 I mean, no one else can see it, but I mean, like you've been, you've told this whole story and, you know, thrown this whole thing right on top of it and nobody can see through, but I'm watching the video you have been smiling the whole time. So like that is pretty admirable as well that like, you know, you know, all the change, you know, in, in, in the, the rolling of the dice and the money and everything and just being like, you know what, like I can still show up and like smile. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. that is a, that is an impressive feat as well. Bro. I, I thank Thank you. I, this has been a transformative I don't know if, you know, you go through the crucible. I don't know if I uh, went through the crucible the last two years. Not that I don't know. I did, mm-hmm. you know, and it peaked. It yeah. peaked in December. And, and I just was kind of, this year was just, this is the first year that I just had no, I, I, I have so many plans all the time. And I'm like working towards very long-term plans all the time. And this is the first year that 2020, I just was like, yo, bro, just get up, eat breakfast and just, get through the day and you know and yeah i've come a long way like it's it's weird that you notice that i'm able to smile you know yeah i mean like (laughs) you know you're you're an easy person to talk to and i think that the part of it is that like you you know you're strong in your convictions and you have a lot to say but like you're also smiling the whole time (laughs) so like when you're talking about how hard the business is i'm like I hear how hard it is, but it, like, I'm like, oh, well, thank God he's still got a smile on his face. That's Shit, really amazing. I'm alive, man. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> well, I hope that at some point I'll be able to make it down there and see the new gym. Yeah, man. You know, despite being now an, an hour outside the city and I don't know when I'm headed back. Um, but as things get rolling, always feel free to reach out if there's absolutely anything I can do to course, support course, or something. Like, don't don't be afraid to ask if people want to, um, I guess three things, if people want to take class with you online or if people want to show up and take class with you, uh, at, at, at the driveway, um, how do they do it? And also if people want to participate in, in what's happening in the, in the moves you're making in the message that you're conveying to, to CrossFit HQ, what's the best way to do that in, 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 in support? Uh, if you just, if you're looking to grab a workout, man, in, in Brooklyn, uh, as we evolve through this COVID thing, just email info at deancrossfit.com. Okay. Info at deancrossfit.com. Um, we'd be more than happy to, 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 to facilitate and, uh, and, and get, get a sweat in. Uh, we're hoping to build out the, the schedule is going to be built out uh, pretty significantly. So, there will be space. There'll be room. There'll be classes. Um, come, come rock out. Um, if you're trying to reach out to me other than that, to, you know, just to, I guess, you know, pick my brain along any of this, uh, any of this last couple months with CrossFit. Um, shit. You just email me or for Instagram, Inst- Facebook, you know, Maylot Howell type in my name, Maylot Howell, and it'll populate. 
and uh yeah pretty easy just social media you can reach out to me on social media i, I hang out on instagram a bit too much now that the world's locked down but right you know i tend right. I, I get caught up too sometimes i get really busy and and but i always get back to people you know that i always get back to people i, I get, I get yeah, caught yeah, up but yeah. i get back to people yeah well it's i realize uh it's just a matter of like i, I realize you're you're super busy so it's like a little bit of persistence but it's not unwelcomed i realize no 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 no, no. Yeah, yeah it's like i always tell people like yo yeah. remind me remind me remind me because if you don't yeah. remind me yeah you know yeah man Dude. that's it well man i can't thank you enough for like making this time um and it's so good to like catch up with you again i feel like the last time we talked in person was like four years ago um so yeah this was so Same good. Same here, man. man. This was uh, therapeutic, to say the least. Dude, thank you. You're you're the man. <laughs> I'm so excited for like what your gym is going to become. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited about all of it, and I feel like it, it, if anyone has the passion and perseverance to like potentially have to keep it in limbo until the spring, like you are the person. It's not what I oh, hope man. for, but yeah. it, I I I see the the energy there and the problem solving and the artistry. <laughs> to, to make it happen thank you man thank you all right dude let's talk again soon will do will do all right have a good night ah uh, you too peace later